Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday, April 27th. I think we have, like, what, three more days? We're on May 1st by the end of the week. Things are moving along, even though they look like nothing's moving. Everything is moving, and it's moving really, really fast. And Christ always says, things happen most when it is the quietest. And it is pretty darn quiet. As busy as it is, it's equally as quiet. And this has just been such an experience to be able to experience in our lifetimes, this block of quiet time. And in that time, I want to talk about a doozy of a topic, which is why do we fight others who love us more than we love ourselves? I think... Out of all the surprises I could have had after seeing Christ was learning this one thing. Because I would say in my mind to myself, my God, I love them more than they love themselves. Or I I would feel that because people push back when you do. And they fight you because their self-worth isn't high enough to accept your love. So what does it do? Doesn't matter who it is, it rebels. And that rebellion comes from the fact that we know deep inside of ourselves that it's our job to love ourselves. And even if we gave it to someone else to do for us, which just in the last three weeks of my life, somebody asked me, can you do this for me? Can you work with me? And I said, I did the classes to address this. This is something you need to do on your own. Once you can begin to activate the very fact of just, it's not making yourself love yourself because there's no way to do that. We used to think it was taking a day off and going to the spa. Look, I care about myself. Look, I've taken care of myself. Or they called it retail therapy. Or we called it, we gave it like all these names. But loving ourselves is actually very quiet, very peaceful, really content. And when we're content, we can accept what other people offer us. Because people are going to come and go in our lives. Even our own children, we have them, we raise them. And then comes the day that they want their life, just like we did. And we couldn't wait to go on and start our life. And our family became our foundation as opposed to our every day. So everything is going to change. I remember when I was with my mom and, and she, she died with me in front of her. And I thought, oh my gosh, she came without me and she left without me. How could that be? But that's how it could be. So you are the only constant in your life. 
if you're constantly pushing people away, if you're kind of giving them reasons to fight you, to prove to you that they love you, and then you don't even accept it because you're like, wow, you know, why should they love me? I don't even love myself. What an idiot. Why do they love me? We're not very nice to the people who love us more than we love ourselves. And a lot of times, when self-worth is not there, when you are dealing with somebody who is insecure about love, because tiredness, anger, perfectionism, shame, anxiety, all that stuff, are barriers. They get in the way of love. And not loving ourselves can prevent us from having a healthy relationship with anybody. With anybody. It's not just a romantic partner. A lot of times I call it the adolescent scenario. You have... (laughs) This little child that you have and you take care of it and they love you no matter what and they're with you no matter what and then all of a sudden they hit adolescence and they start pushing you away. Why do they start pushing you away? They start pushing you away because that is when their self-worth starts to become questioned in their mind. They start to feel awkward. Their hormones are different. They may feel their first love for someone. They may have gotten rejected. They may have gotten accepted. It all depends on so many moving parts. But all of a sudden, you see this child who just lived day to day, loved the world they were in, had fun every day. All of a sudden, they're withdrawing. They're not telling you stuff. They're kind of walking away, they're not really with you in the way that you had them before. And for parents, that's actually pretty traumatizing. And for the child, it's even more so. Because a lot of times parents start to fight their children in this age rather than tell them, hey, you know what? This is this is normal for you to face these things. And now with hindsight being 2020, and you go back, you'd say, "God, I wish I talked to them about that prior to them going through it because once you go through it, then you start to feel like, "Hey, this is normal. I was told I was going to go through this." Again, all that emotional education. Because what happens when somebody gets insecure, the receiver of the love, the one who's who's giving you the love and they're receiving you back, insecure people will use tactics like manipulation, they will oppress you, they'll make you feel isolated, they do the guilt tripping, those are all the consequences of that lack of self-love. And if somebody doesn't love themselves and then they have children, their children are not going to fare out any better than the parent who 
who's already compromised. And they will always feel that tired feeling or that anger or feeling like they have to be perfect to be loved or they feel shameful for even having feelings or they get anxiety all the time. Because the parent already is carrying those traits. And it's hard to get away from anything that we see, no matter what we are told. Difficult place to be. Because when someone doesn't feel worthy, when someone doesn't feel worthy, it makes the people around them feel like they have failed them. Like, wow, how could they not love me back? I did this for them and that for them. How many times have I heard women say, I've done all these things for this man, and as soon as he got what he needed, as soon as he got his degree after I worked for him to get through law school or whatever it was, they left. They left. Well, why would they leave? Because here you are working from a place of love with somebody who doesn't reciprocate it back so they have nothing left to give you. They just need to get you out of the way because you are a reminder to them of what they could not do for themselves and then they want to start brand new. And they think that that brand new, they can reinvent who they are. But that next person is also going to hit a spot where they cannot stay because they are not getting reciprocated. Now, if there is real love and there is an energy exchange, they can take it to the next level. Because real love can only propel. Even if the person may not have a high self-worth, they will, because of love, be able to receive you in small doses. And when somebody loves from their heart, they're not just doing it to get you to love them back because you're difficult to love, kind of give you space and say, hey, I get that. I've been there. I know what it's like to push people away because I don't feel good myself. And I have patience. The other person's like, oh, wow, they're not trying to, like, shower me with their love and show me how much they're loved. I was one of those people at some point in my life because I remember thinking, I have enough love for both of us. That wasn't even fair. But I had no idea what I was dealing with. You're young and you think that, that, you know, love will change everything, and it does, but you both have to feel it. And if the other person doesn't love themselves, they are going to fight you. And that happened to me with someone. I was like, how could they not see? I'm here. And years later, they came back to me. Once they caught up. Years later. Even after I was married, even after I had kids. He came back. He found me. And then he wanted to marry me. And I was so far away from that thought. 
but he was picking up from where he left off because he was still growing to accepting the fact that he could have the kind of relationship he believed he could have. But what he taught me was, at the time, he couldn't see it because the self-worth, the deserving a relationship at a time in his life when he would have started it and had a family and grown, he couldn't accept it yet. And I couldn't do it for both of us because he was not allowing it to happen. So when I meet people who say, I have never had a relationship that lasted more than six months, a person who is a celebrity, who was voted sexiest man of the year for a certain magazine, said to me that very thing. And I said, well, wait a minute. How old are you now? And he wasn't even 40 yet. And I said, you haven't had a relationship? More than six months? No. And I said, how does it feel to have pushed everyone away till this very day? So you can look great, which... He does, but he didn't feel great. And when I got him to see, because he didn't have the narcissism that, you know, he wanted to just use people or manipulate them or not, was incapable of loving. He was capable of loving. And it broke my heart. I worked with him for six months until he was able to form, just form the idea that somebody would want to be with him for other than who he was. He taught me that trap of getting what you want or what you think you want, but not believing that people can really love you for who you are, whatever, and whoever that is. And who he was was actually pretty quiet. Very quiet guy, pretty non-eventful, didn't take drugs, didn't party, didn't drink a lot, didn't do anything like the world he was involved in. He was just a very quiet guy. Started digging. Just one thing at a time, one shovel load at a time. And when I told him, do you realize that because you don't love yourself, you don't know what it feels like or you don't recognize when somebody else loves you? Because I started asking What happened in this relationship? How did it start? What was it like week two? What was it like month four? And then what was it like when you broke up? And it was like the person was beating him over the head trying to show him what was there. And he could see it, but once he'd sleep at night and wake up in the morning, he'd think, oh, that was just, they're just saying that. They can't mean it because he didn't know 
the value of having feelings for himself that he himself can feel and mean. So I found out, you know, can you truly love someone who doesn't love themselves? Technically, you can't. If you never learn to love yourself, your feeling towards others, whether they are coming to you in good faith or not, will just remain a superficial circumstance. And your feelings will be to project that towards yourself. No matter what they say to you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, I tried to tell myself I love myself. That didn't work. And you'll be looked at as a downer, maybe even as far as just being called a negative person. And then people stop showing up because it is exhausting. It's exhausting. Imagine you're in a relationship and your whole job is to prove to this person that you love them over and over again. And now you're losing your own self-respect because you feel like a failure. They're treating you like a failure. So one can love someone more than they love themselves, but not at the cost of your self-respect. Because you may feel that, so yes, you can, but will they let you is your question. So never disrespect yourself or allow the other person to disrespect you in the name of love. Because now we're not talking about propelling, we're talking about it shrinking. Because in that mix, there is a lack of love playing around in this playground. But loving is okay but maintaining your self-respect is more important. And this holds true for every relationship, not just romantic ones. If a parent has a child and the child is an adolescent and we all know what's coming, it's not like a secret what happens in adolescence. But if you can rise above it, not fight the child, but Talk about the adolescence, like, hey, you know what, this is something that will happen or is happening. I get it. I've been through it. But this is how I came out the other end. When you can say that, you have just given them a map of growth and self-acceptance at a time when self-acceptance is very low. It's such an interesting thing how... Knowledge is power, and this is how it's powerful. Emotional education, because when that kid is in their lowest point, they will come out the other end going, well, you know, my parents went through this and and they made it. That's a big deal for them, because whatever your parents do, Remember I said through osmosis, you're going to, if your parent tells you not to smoke and they're standing there smoking and you're used to the cigarette smoke smell and that gives you comfort, you're going to end up doing the same thing because you are watching it. And if you're looking at them and they told you they survived this time, you too will say, 
oh, this is a rough patch instead of this is what I'm going to carry for the rest of my life and it's me against the world and nobody loves me and everybody, you know, this, when I start to hear the what everybody thinks, my heart sinks to the bottom of my stomach because that is so hard to dispel in anybody what everybody thinks of you. Because everybody's trying to live their own life. They are not wasting their time trying to figure out what you think of them or even realize that you think they think anything of you. So if you're using that of what everybody thinks, you're just like, it's like in my brain, borrowing trouble. Borrowing. I could at any given time, in any given day, run through what everybody thinks. And I can take myself on a ride that isn't very much fun. And it breeds anxiety. And it makes me feel all these weird feelings. And I'm like, oh, that's not from God. That's not from good places to think like that. Because none of that matters. At the end of the day, you come by yourself, you leave by yourself. But what do you do in between? How do you live in between? Are you capable of loving yourself? Yes, every single person on earth is capable of loving themselves. How? It starts with self-accounting. There is no shortcut. Nobody gets to just like come in ready-made. None of us come in ready-made. All of us can learn. All of us can learn. It's possible if we just know in our hearts that all we have to do is take it one day at a time. People think it's like a switch. Oh, I didn't love myself and now I do. Oh, really? Like, how did that happen? Because I know, I thought... When I saw Christ, I was doing pretty darn good because I had everybody around me happy with me. And that was my goal. That was what I worked for. I wanted my parents to be happy with me. I wanted my kids to feel happy with me. I wanted my job people, the people I worked with, to be happy with me. I wanted everybody to be happy with me. And if everyone else was happy with me, I slept happy. That was my way of loving people. And I went through hoops to make people happy for me or with me or to me. Or at least not think I was bad, in quotes, or did anything wrong. Because that made me feel bad. But then I see Christ, and Christ is asking me if I'm happy with me. And I'm like, what do you mean if I'm happy with me? I'm tired, all I want to do is sleep because I wore myself out trying to please my 50 feet because for me that was such a tall order, it took all my energy. So what everyone got out of me was a servant. 
of some sort. I was serving their emotional needs. I was serving what I thought they needed from me for them to be happy. And then I started to learn. I started to think about how my mom lived her life. I started to think about the decisions I made. And I remembered something about my mom that I did not see while I was growing up with her, but yet I kind of glossed over that part and only took the part that she served other people with. But she always took care of herself first. She always came down dressed. I know it sounds funny to say these little things. She made sure all the bills and everything were taken care of first thing in the morning because back then, you know, they had to drive to the bank and pay, like, the electricity bill and the gas bill and whatever bills. And they were minimal at that time, and the water bill. And when you paid the electricity, they used to give you free light bulbs. And there was this whole world of different back then. But she would go do that in the mornings or her shopping. And then she would come home, and she would start preparing to cook for the day. So she had a routine. She took care of herself in her own mind. She would exercise every night after dinner or we'd all go for a walk. We had a, um, like a structure that gave us all a certain comfort that allowed us to think about ourselves, even though we didn't know that that's what was happening. And when I looked back, sometimes I say, oh, my gosh, how did they know? But really, it's because they cared about themselves. They taught us to care about ourselves. They cared about each other. They taught us to care about each other in the future relationships we were going to have. Every single one of us, if we were to go back into our past, into who our families were, we will see why we do what we're doing because they are our template. And if we can remember the fun times and focus on the things that made us feel happy or safe or cared for, we can take those feelings and build on them instead of take what didn't work and build on them. That's why I always say we have choices, but we are not sure that those were choices. But I always ask people, like I ask that man, why did you choose to focus on the fact that your mother was the one who had the affair in the family, that your mother's the one who broke up the family, and prior to that you felt like the Brady Bunch because that's what happened to him. And every time he met a woman, he believed that he could not trust that woman because even though he loved his mother and goes to visit his mother, and I mean she's alive but almost like a shrine of what their life was, prior to that happening, and then he blocks out that, but that's what's in his way with every woman he met. So he had a shelf life of about six months because he can only handle his own fear of that person leaving him, no matter if he was the sexiest man alive, that that person would leave him at some point because that was the example that he had. And I said, but your your mom was with your dad longer than six months, wasn't she? Well, yeah. Your dad and your mom stayed friends, didn't they, after the divorce? Well, well, yeah. 
And I said, then they both knew that there was an issue prior to that. And all you saw was the reason, but you never saw how it got there. And once I showed him that, the look of surprise took me a while to get there. Took me a while to get there. And once he did enter into a relationship, the first thing I asked was, do you feel love? Or do you just feel excitement? Because one I can work with and one I can't. And I did work with him on that. And I said, all you have to do is take it one day at a time. Don't think, oh, my God, this is going to happen, that anxious feeling of self-worth. Because right now you and I are experiencing what clean, pure love can feel like. And that's, that's the bar you need to measure against. It's okay if you get hurt because you're going to get hurt if you do it the other way of running away. One day at a time, one experience at a time, one caring at a time. Give yourself the chance. You guys, I already ran out of time. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.